Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Location, as you just heard, Donnie Hughes in Watertown, a.k.a. Pete Cronin's neighborhood. And Pete... Good to see you again. Welcome back. Nice to see you, Meet, and welcome to Watertown. I know you don't uh, come around these parks too often, but what is it, like crossing a state line? Is that what you're talking about? Well, you have to bring it up, not me. So. <laughs> well, I'm just happy you can like hop out of bed and, and meet us here. Coach Adazio is happy about that as well. I could walk home if I had to, yes. Yes, which is very convenient for all of us. Coach, good to see you. How, how are things? Things are great, John. Yeah, happy to be here in Watertown at Donahue's as well. Yes, it's a it's a brand new situation and a whole new year for Boston College as they're coming off a seven and five campaign. Coach, the one hundred twenty first year of BC football, and I think Pete and I have talked throughout the off season. We're both very optimistic, and I think a lot of BC fans are optimistic as well because you have a lot coming back, especially on the offensive side of the ball. You know, we have a veteran offense, and we've got some really talented playmakers that, you know, are elite not just here but nationally so i think that uh, we have a chance to be really explosive on offense and uh you know and and we're good up front and uh i think we have a chance there we're a little young on defense we got some talented guys but they're young and uh special teams are really strong so we'll see if we can put that all together on saturday and how has camp gone thus far as you lead up to saturday pretty much over now but how would you summarize fall camp i thought it went great uh, i thought it was one of our better camps um I thought we got a lot of work done. Um, there's a great attitude on the team, a great chemistry, a great culture. Um, and I thought we came out of it, got a chance to give them a rest for a couple of days, and today came out and I thought they had some real zip. You know, I think it's a matter, <coughs> excuse me, of just, you know, being able to execute at a high level on Saturday when it matters, you know. Things on opening day can be funky, as we saw probably a little bit Saturday night in the Florida-Miami um, game. I mean, you know, there was a lot of things. I mean, no one planned on 22 penalties and a bunch of missed tackles. And sometimes those are things that can happen on opening day, and you're trying to figure out how you can do the best you can to limit that. You know? Yeah, I heard that earlier today when you mentioned that. And I thought about Miami, what, 14 penalties for Miami in that game. And you said that you've had a lot of officials at your practices yeah. in preparation for maybe that type of atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, I think the competitiveness, the electricity, the all that, you know, gives, you know, guys sometimes offsides penalties and, Everybody's, you know, try, you know, maybe, uh, you know, trying too hard, so to speak, you know, and not just playing. So th- those things can happen on opening day, and, and, and we're working really hard to make sure that doesn't happen to us. We've talked to the team that we think that the, uh, you know, the team with the least penalties, the fewest turnovers, plays the best special teams, uh, will have a great opportunity to win the game. So we're really focused on those things right now, you know, and being able to handle situational football, you know, <clears throat> be it a four-minute drill, two-minute drill, uh, overtime drill, you know, rehearsing all those things and, and being sharp early in the year in those areas. You know, one of the things I noticed, having been to several practices, the emphasis on conditioning. Yeah. And offensively in particular, the the up-tempo, you're a self-described as a pro-style power run, play-action pass, up-tempo offense. Right. And... Um, where does that 
where do you really benefit from being in, in what you – I think you're in a really good place conditioning-wise. You talk about being in football shape. Do you know if you're in football shape yet? I hope so. I mean, that's what, we're, that's what we've been working on. I mean, our goal is to go as fast as we can in one grouping, 12 personnel, force the defense to be able to limit their, the amount of blitzes they can throw at you and uh, don't let them screw their cleats into the ground and keep them moving and, you know, hope that we're a better conditioned team and they start huffing and puffing. And, you know, well, in that philosophy, it's get on the perimeter, uh, nakeds, uh, toss sweeps, strike them inside with a power run game, play action, throw it down the field over their head. You know, just make them work the field and run from left to right and left to right and hit them in the center and just exhaust them. You know, and I think, you know, we're – that's something that we've been involved with a couple of few years now, and, and we're, I think we're pretty comfortable in that in that scenario. Now, coming in uh, this year, you get a new new offensive coordinator, Mike Bajakian, and he said, like he's new, he's fresh eyes. He says you guys look like BC looks like they play fast, and I talked with him recently, and we both agree you're playing faster. Yeah, and that's it's got to work to your advantage. Well, we're trying to get ninety something plays in a game. Ninety now. You know, I think the thing about it is, is the, the the risk of those style of things is, you know, you don't you, you have a relatively young defense, and you know, there's some people that say, well, why don't you play some ball control and and keep the defense off the field a little bit, you know? And but I think I just feel like we need to be explosive. Last year, I don't think people really realized we were third in the conference in explosive plays. I mean, we want to be explosive. Uh, I think you got to be able to score, and hopefully you get a couple of first downs and you are keeping the defense off the field. The liability is if you're going fast and you're three and out and you don't get a first down or two, right. that's when it gets to be a little troublesome for the defense. But that's what, that's we're committed to this. What, what do you call on a, an explosive, just for clarity? I'm, I get this question all the time, but might, might as well ask you. 12-yard run, 16-yard throw. That's an explosive play. Uh, and you big, were third in the league last year. Yeah, third or fourth. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We had a lot of big hits last year. We we ran a lot of what we call special plays, and we, we're still doing that. You know, where you know whether it's a reverse pass, whether it's a you know a form of a reverse. Uh, you know, the kids have fun doing it. We like doing it. And when you get them moving and running a little bit, sometimes they get misdirected. You mm-hmm. know, well, the Miami game kind of comes back. They didn't. They didn't wake up. They didn't, yeah. didn't know where they were walking around. Like they lose guys. Yeah. The one thing that we can do, I mean, if we have our way, now it doesn't always go your way, right? But if you can get a couple, our thing is if we can get a couple of first downs, that means you've, you know, you've probably ran, you know, six, eight plays at least, right? right? And all of a sudden now, you know, our kids are used to it. And we play a very physical level of football. When you're tired and, 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 and you know, equated to a boxing match, you're tired and someone's, you know, throwing haymakers at you, you know, hitting you in the face. I mean, you can buckle, you know, and, 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 and uh, it's one thing when you're in the huddle, you break the huddle, they're down, they get in their stance, they get your tail up in the air, and they get their blitz called, and, uh, you know, they're, they're the attacker. It's another thing when they're gassed running from one side of the field to get reset, and here comes a 250-pound tailback. And a big offensive line, we're going to try to, and we're going to try to maul them. Yeah, we, we always look for the body language. When, oh, yeah, no, it's great, especially watching A.J. Dillon run. You speak of the 250-pound tailback. Last year, first team All-ACC ran for uh, 1,100 yards, but he was injured uh, throughout a good, good chunk of the year. He played 10 out of 12 games. And what's his health status today? I mean, he was only healthy for three games last year. He got hurt in, what, the fourth game was it? Yeah, Temple. Fifth game, I'm sorry. So in the first couple games, he probably played, what, a handful of snaps? Yeah. So you didn't see him anywhere near 
he wasn't right all year. In the bowl game, he was right, but, of course, you didn't see him then either, really, except for a, right. a drive. You saw him score. Yeah, uh, you saw him score, which I think was about ready to do that several times. But um, <laughs> We agree. You yes. know, I think, you know, he, like anything else, it's the luck of the draw. It's a position where you can get beat up pretty good. He's, he takes a lot of helmets into the low part of his body. I mean, the difference this year is that David Bailey is a much more mature guy. He's another 250-pound back. And then, you know, um, uh, Travis Levy is, is no slouch at 210 pounds. And, you know, Patrick Garwo, an incoming freshman, is 220 pounds, 18, 20. I mean, so we have some size and we have some skill and some speed and some talent. So it's not just a, a one deal, you know, one guy deal now. I mean, so, you know, David Bailey's going to play a bunch. I mean, he's a load. He's actually bigger than A.J., you know, so. And he's got tremendous hands out of the backfield. Now, he doesn't have the straight line speed that A.J. has, but he's got pretty good speed. And it's a point now, at the, I'm sure, with Virginia Tech on the horizon here, it's obviously a showcase game. You're not going to manage the pitch count against them, I'm guessing. No. Why not, no, right? No. He's, he's running good. He'll carry 30, 35 times, you know. Um, and uh, we'll see how that goes, you know. I mean, the thing about it is, is early in the season, though, you got you got to play defense, you know, and you got you got to be strong and stout on defense and handle the sudden changes and, you know, and so, you know, we've, we've got to be, you know, good on that side as well. And then special teams. I mean, you know, we, we've got to be able to handle uh, the field position of the game and, and be able to know that we get inside inside the 30-yard line, we, we can get points if we have to kick the ball. I mean, we can't have empty trips all the time. So, you know, you cross into the 30, 27, 25, and, and you're coming away empty. That's demoralizing. Anthony Brown, quarterback, back for his third year as starter. You've been very high on him throughout the spring and fall session. What has he elevated in terms of his game? Confidence, accuracy, um, complete knowledge of everything that's going on in the field, um, working real hard on the leadership end of it, you know, body language, um, you know, uh, when things don't go well, um, you know, not, not, not flinching. Stuff like that. So he's come a long way. I mean, he's a third-year starter. Um, that's when you're supposed to see the best play out of your quarterbacks, third and fourth year. You know, we haven't we haven't had a guy. I mean, since I've been here, we haven't had that, right? We haven't had a third-year starter. Of, you know, we didn't. You know, we didn't, it just hasn't had that fortune. And his and it's maybe lost in the wash, but he's he's got some very impressive numbers on a yeah. statistical level. Uh, you know, I I kind of had forgotten. I was doing a little research, and is the the difference between interceptions and touchdowns is remarkable. You know, he's in yeah. the high 20s with the with the touchdowns and below 10 yeah. on the interceptions, which is a yeah. uh, a good benchmark for. He's an explosive guy because he's got a great arm. He's got a really strong arm, and he can run. Now, you know, he was hurt a couple of years ago and probably a little tentative last year. He's not tentative now, and he can run. Now, the thing about it is, is consistency. I think he's working really hard on his consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 really being more consistent in that long ball. You know, like a year ago against Tech, we, you know, there was a couple of times, one in particular, where we, you know, we were behind them, 10 yards behind, and those are touchdown balls. You, you, you got you to gotta make them pay on those. You know, you got to come away with seven points in those deals. So, you know, in camp, I've seen quite a few of those that are completed. Um, so hopefully that'll be the case. And since you've come here, you've mentioned, like you said earlier, we have to become more explosive, more dynamic on offense. You've done that. I think there's some under-the-radar type guys, though, that may, many fans will become acclimated with quickly. And one of those guys is Zay Flowers, who's turned a lot of heads during camp and might be one of the best athletes to ever play at BC, right? 
Well, he's a dynamic, explosive guy with legitimate speed. I mean, he's in and out of cuts, very precise. There's no wasted space. So, um, I mean, he's uh, and he's got tremendous straight line speed. I mean, he can run by anybody, um, and he's got really good ball skills and great leap ability. When we first time I really saw him, I went down to the university school down in Fort Lauderdale, and he was on that highly, highly, if not, no, I think they were number one in the country basketball team. And I went. I remember walking and watching basketball practice. And there's was, was a land of giants, like you know who was going to Duke and who was going here and going there. And I'm like, holy cow! And then I saw Zay come in here, and he's a point guard, and he was dynamic. I mean, they were doing drills. I'd never seen feet like that before. Yeah. And it was just unbelievable in his ability to get up and his ability to lead the team. And you saw right then and there that this guy was a special guy. Uh, so we had a, a really great feeling walking away from that practice. Well, that's certainly a, a huge aspect of this offense. We look forward to watching Zay Flowers on Saturday, along with the rest of the Boston College team. It's BC and Virginia Tech, the season opener, coming up on the BC Football Show from Donahue's in Watertown, presented by Bud Light. A special guest is a member of the Atlanta Falcons. Maybe not who you think. We'll tell you about it coming up right up here on the BC Football Show. The Passion. 25, first down, 20, 15, 10, 5, 3, 2, 1. The Fury. Getting blipped. Down he goes. The Speed. The best in college football from coast to coast. Touchdown, Ole Miss. 13 nothing Buckeyes. The goal line. Touchdown, Texas. Balls on the carpet. Georgia says we have it. He's in. Touchdown, Michigan. This is the College Football Blitz. Listen on Saturdays this fall on College Sports Now on TuneIn. Brown under center. They give to Dylan. Dylan straight ahead past the 15. Dylan to the 10 to the 5. Dylan to the end zone. Touchdown, Boston College. How do you like that? 19 yards on third and two, and Dylan is the eagle in the end zone. This is the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. For more of tonight's show, let's go back to Donahue's with your host, John Meter Perel. And welcome back to the BC Football Show with Steve Adazio and Pete Cronin. I'm John Meter Perel, cast of thousands here at Donahue's in Watertown. We encourage you to join us at Donahue's every Monday night, except next Monday. We're taking Labor Day off, but we will be back for the following Monday. It's on Bigelow Avenue in Watertown. Eagles and the Hokies, the season opener of the 2019 season. And unfortunately, Coach, one of the big losses you suffer last year, you look at your offensive line and you see a guy back in late April picked number one by the Atlanta Falcons out of Dudley, Massachusetts. <laughs> and the first NFL out of Dudley, I can tell you that much. Chris Lindstrom joining us on the line, the 14th overall pick in the NFL draft. How are you, Chris? We're doing great, thanks. And you know what? It's it's funny. We talk about you all the time, Chris, as a guy who's a classic BC player under Steve Adazio, a developmental player. When you came to BC, Steve Adazio told Pete and I, that kid's going to be an NFL player. But you were only 240 pounds at the time. And now you're a first-round pick. Tell us about your BC experience and what it was like playing for coach. Uh, I wouldn't be in the position I am today if it wasn't for Coach Dazio and the staff. And uh, during my time, Coach Bono did such a great job in putting my weight on and the program that we had set. And then in terms of offensive linemen, there's no there's nowhere you'd rather play than for Coach Dazio and at Boston College being the line you. And so I was fortunate enough to have Coach and Coach Justin Fry and Trotline. Those guys are unbelievable and. They really help prepare me for uh, the next level and to have a successful college career. 
And back on draft day, I can imagine the culmination of so many things, but what was going through your mind when you were picked by Atlanta? Uh, it was just a dream come true. Just being so thankful uh, for the opportunity to be able to play in the NFL and, and to share that moment with my family and kind of going through the process. I talked to Coach about it, and Coach kind of knew what was best for me and knew my personality. So being able to share that moment with my family and with Coach was, was really special, and it was the right decision for sure. Hey, Chris, this is Pete Cronin. Um, First of all, are you endorsing your uncle for the Senate in Kansas City? Dave oh, Lynch, sure. yeah. Oh, yeah, I was just sure. wondering because he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's trying to put the pinch on me. But, uh, yeah. No, so I should go with him, huh? Oh, yeah, I think so. All right. Hey, uh, more importantly, how's the barbecue down in Atlanta? Oh, it's excellent. The food down here is great. Uh, it's kind of cool because I have no idea about the area, so always going down to corn and find the thing. Now the we all we always hear about BC guys going to the next level, and the pro coaches like BC guys for a lot of reasons. What's been the biggest uh, biggest I suppose eye opener, biggest adjustment you'd have to deal with jumping from the college level to the pros? I think just every day you have to be at your best. But uh, I think not so much that I was surprised at that. But uh, more every day I'm like more thankful I come from such a great program because. It's such a mental grind. It's such a physical grind here. And you have to be at your best every single day. And that's what we had, that standard and accountability of Boston College. So I, I felt really prepared for in that aspect of all the off-the-field things and the mindset that it takes to try and be um, successful. What's it like, Chris, every day working with Matt Ryan? Uh, it, it's really awesome. That's someone that's just at the top of his game and who comes in every morning and is a great teammate. Um, and he's someone that's accountable to everyone and someone that you want to be accountable towards. And he's an unbelievable leader, and it's really cool to watch someone have a passion for something and be as successful and as driven as he is. Now, are you getting ready to follow us Saturday and watch your brother against the Hokies or what? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I was talking to him, I was talking to him this weekend, and – Getting ready for him, and so he's uh, he's really excited, and I'm able to watch the game with my mom and be able to uh, to watch him go out there and compete. I'm really excited, and everything that he tells me is is that it's going great, and he's ready, really, really, really excited to let it go. We just got to keep meeting, Chris. You know what I mean? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I mean, you're not there to shove food down his throat right now. That's the only thing I'm worried about. Yeah, no, he's uh. He's trying. He know. He the great thing is though, with myself going through this process, with Alex was able to really. I think he took a mental step in realizing what it takes. And so he's definitely his mindset. I think has even changed more to try and get bigger, faster. Well, you'd be proud of him. He's a great leader right now, and um, he's he's picked up right where you were. And, and his mindset is unbelievable. He's tough as heck, and uh, you'd be really proud to, to watch his growth. You know, you you did a great job of setting a foundation for him. So. And just on that note, you know how proud we are of you, right? And how much we love you and proud of you, everything you've gotten done, man. We follow you. Everybody talks about you every day. Well, that means a lot, Coach. And I, I can't thank you enough and the program enough. And I'm just really excited for the program and for the great things you guys have been able to do this year. And, Chris, you know, throughout the process, you know, I, I had him in class. And we, would, we would joke about where you're going to be. I'm a professor at BC. <laughs> adjunct professor. professor? Very adjunct. Very adjunct. <laughs> 
But, you know, I had you, I had Will Harris, and Jeff Smith, so a cradle of NFL players in my class. And you had me as the heavy when you, a paper was due and it wasn't turned in. <laughs> you talked for Exactly. You think Chris and I made Not a easy now. Don't start talking about anything no, that could I didn't get anybody in anything. trouble I didn't right write now. Anything. Okay? I just just cut it right there. Just hinted. So, so, the, so the point is, Chris, basically what, a third-round pick maybe in, I don't know, January? But you kept rising and rising and rising. What was that process like for you until you were picked number one? And were you surprised by that at all? Um, I just tried to not set expectations throughout the entire process. So just had the mindset from, from coach and just being from B.C. of just every day you're just setting your toes to the grindstone and you're just working and trying to be the best player you can be. And during that process, there's, a, there's so many distractions and so many things that aren't really important. And so the best, most important thing was to try and be a great football player and try and, try and just work to be the best that I can be. Um, so that's the, that's the mindset I had. Kind of closer and closer to the draft came. Uh, that's when you started to get more information. And it, there wasn't, like, I guess even the information a week before still didn't mean anything. So you had an idea, but just really didn't want to set expectations because I just wanted to be grateful for everything that happened during the process. And it worked out outstanding, and uh, I'm really fortunate enough for that. Chris is, Chris is so everybody knows is the way the way he handled it is the way it should be handled. There was never any conversation about oh do I play in a bowl game. There's never any conversation about oh do I not play in an all star game. Chris just went every day as hard as he could possibly go and, and never 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 worried about a thing and all he kept doing was rising and rising and rising because at the end of the day everybody we ever all the pro people that talked to us, that was the biggest thing on him, that he was a tough competitor, he was selfless. And uh, so for all the young guys out there, they should follow the Chris Lindstrom model on how to handle yourself your senior year. And I think if you do that, you're going to be just fine. No, that's a great testament to your work ethic, Chris. And you come from a long line of NFL uh, players as well. I know you're, you're big time in terms of what your family means to you, and they must be thrilled at the moment. Does everybody, uh, everybody have their Lindstrom jerseys on? Oh, for sure. So uh, they're, they're really excited. You know, football season's a, a big time in my house, and everyone everyone's jacked up. But kind of, I've been put on the back burner now, and everyone, especially with my dad, he's like 100% focused on Alec right now and trying to get him to get him. And he's doing a great job and has a great mindset. So there's going to be a lot of people there uh, on Saturday, though, for the team. That's for sure. Now it's going to be tremendous, and Alec Lindstrom will be the starting center for BC coach. And oh yeah, you said he could be the next one in the NFL. No doubt, no doubt. He's got the right mindset, just like Chris, and uh, he's got the work ethic to match it. And uh, so he's got a lot of ball ahead of him for sure. Hey, Chris, have you had a welcome to the NFL moment yet? We, you know, Luke Luke Keekley told us he bought a sofa with his uh, first check, which you know, we figured maybe a Corvette or something, or Maserati maybe. He bought a sofa. <laughs> So what was your uh, first choice? Uh, I bought a pickup truck. That's, that's what I did, so I didn't go. Uh, I, bought a, I bought a pickup truck, so. Uh, Not quite a sofa, but. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a good choice. Yes. That's a good choice, yeah. a truck. You got a gun rack and all that and a big dog? No, no dog no, yet. No. no dog yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. I don't have time to train anything. <laughs> well, you're going to be big time walking around Atlanta. I'll tell you that much. There's no doubt about that. And we, we wish you the best of luck. Good luck on your, your first game. And for Dan, how, what's it like to play for Dan Quinn? Uh, he is absolutely outstanding. Coach Quinn is amazing. And in terms of taking care of players, he's, he's outstanding. And just we always talk about there's so much, there's, 
so much similarities between uh, Coach Adazio and him and the program that I'm just that BC is of just the accountability and the standards, like what we talk about all the time. It's the same stuff we talk about at BC. I think that leads to a lot of success. It's kind of been an easy transition in terms of that aspect of the program and the mentality of how you approach every day and just, just meeting the standard that's set. Well said. Chris Lindstrom, outstanding. Good luck this year, and we really appreciate you joining us on the BC Football Show. We'll see you on Saturday. Yeah, I'll see you guys. Have a great night. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Thanks, Chris. Care, Thank you. Yeah, I'll see you guys. Good luck. Now that is your prototype BC player, right? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. He's a, he is as wonderful a human being as you can be around. You know, he's just as, you know, um, smart, tremendous high character, great work ethic, uh, low, low ego, just an unbelievable guy, a family guy, all about, you know, the team, not about himself. I mean, you couldn't draw it up better than Chris Lindstrom, really. I mean, great things have happened for him, and he's deserving of every one of them. Oh, you, you know, you've heard the saying, you, you plant corn, you get corn. His parents, I know the family, I know the the whole bunch of them, and uh, they're, they, they, both these guys are, are – they're, they're perfect examples of a strong family. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. His dad is unbelievable. Mom, unbelievable. They're, they're, you're right. It's a great family. And it's just you feel good about, you know, good things happening, good people like this. You know, you can't but feel great and tremendous about it and happy for him. And he deserves all of that. So, um, And I give you a lot of credit. When he came here, it's a true story. You said that that kid's going to be an NFL draft pick. Yeah. And, you know, you had to play him early. And he, he needed to gain weight, and he did. And that's a testament to the strength coach and your, and your coaching staff and yeah. what you taught him. Well, he had the right mentality, you know, and he was wired right. And he's one of those guys that BC really means, had meant and means the world to him. You know, he's really proud of the fact that he's a BC man and he graduated from here and he's a part of the, this program and you can, when he talks, you can hear it. I mean, I mean, just a beautiful thing. You know, I think, I think Boston College can be really proud that he's, you know, one of, one of theirs, one of ours, you know. So. Besides his brother, is there another Chris Lindstrom on this roster? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think there are. I think there are a couple guys that are going to be uh, in that mold for sure. I mean, I couldn't be more upbeat and positive about our offensive line right now, and that's the standard that's been set by Chris. And you know, and and uh, so we've got some talented guys in that front right now. Now you talk a lot about that that uh, room culture. Yeah, that has now it's been it's developed as a function of your you being in the system as long as you have, and the the kids have gone through here. It's and I'm just, uh, I can't help but notice the level of accountability they have towards each other in practice. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, you're, if you're a line coach, and uh, you know, I wear a couple hats because I am a line coach, but I'm a head coach. And, you know, establishing the right culture in the offensive line room is critical. You're talking about on the offense, they occupy five of those positions. And uh, um, it's, so, it's so very, very important. And uh, when you get that right, you got a chance. You know, it all starts up front. You know, you're not right up front. You got, you got, you got problems. You know, um, so the culture's right. We've got some talent there. We've got a bunch of hardworking guys. It's a low ego group, and uh, it's really fun to be around every day. It's fun to be around, Coach Adazio. BC season kicks off Saturday at 3:30 on the Learfield BC IMG College Network. Four o'clock our kickoff time, and don't miss another beat of the BC Football Show from Donnie Hughes in Watertown. We're back after this. 30-yard rumble by Smith. Play fake by Brown. Back to throw in the pocket of the 45. Airs it out. Wide open. Kobe White. Got it! 
touchdown, Boston College. The eagle in the end zone is Kobe White. How about that counterpunch? One-two combo. Is that bow worthy? Live from Donahue's, you're listening to the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. Once again, here's John Meter Perel. And college football kickoff is finally here. Gear up for BC versus Virginia Tech. Be sure to celebrate the 15th annual College Colors Day on August 30th. Sport your new season gear and share your pride on social media using hashtag College Colors Day. And visit collegecolorsday.com to check out great fan stories and traditions celebrating 150 years of college football. Show your college colors never fade. That's College Colors Day on August 30th. 150 years of college football. ESPN's done some great stuff on that. Watch the documentary after the Miami and Florida game. Urban Meyer was featured throughout that, Coach, and I know it's going to be special for you just to be involved in this anniversary season. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're a football person, you love ball, this is kind of cool, you know, and uh, there's a lot of history. It's really, really a great thing, you know. It is, and you, you talked a lot today in your press conference about the ACC network. They have yeah. it on here at Donahue's. I know. I saw that. It's awesome, you know. I mean, everybody's got to get us a, a subscription to uh, to the through the network. Go to your provider um, and make sure you have that. I mean, if you if you like sports and you like football and be on the network, there's uh, so many great shows all the time. I've been in and off that during the day. If I have a minute, I have it running in my office all the time now. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's going to be great for the ACC and it's great for football. It is. Mark Herzog's going to be back. He's going right. to be calling the game along right. with Chris Cotter on Saturday. And you know, Pete and I have talked a lot about over the years about developing better receivers you've done that and we just heard a highlight from kobe white kobe white is another guy you're looking for explosive plays from this year what has he done during fall camp well kobe's had a a great camp and i'm really hoping that he has a real breakout year you know um he's got really good uh, hands and uh, runs great precise routes and uh, he's been in the program for a while now and he's playing like a veteran guy yeah so i mean uh I think he's going to have a great year. And one thing about your receiving core, people tend to forget maybe, how about the tight ends? I mean, the tight end yeah. room is loaded, and you've talked a lot this off season about how much depth you have. Why is it so stocked? Well, just before I go into that, I mean, also on receivers, you got Benny Glines, you got Travis Levy, you got C.J. Lewis, you got a host of guys there that have played a lot of football. Sure. The tight end room, like the running back room, probably the, one of the best in, in the conference. Those two rooms are as talented as anybody or maybe even more so. So there's some veteran players there, Jake Burt, Christian Garrison, Caraba Drizzy, um, you know, and Hunter Long. I mean, it's a real quality uh, group there that two of them are on the field every snap, and uh, they're great receivers, great route runners, great, really physical at the point of attack, and we create some really good mismatches with them in the game. Is Hunter Long an under-the-radar guy? I know Phil Steele has him in his preseason All-ACC squad. Uh, what does Hunter Long do well? Well, Hunter's a you know six foot five guy that is uh, two hundred and sixty five pounds, and he can run four six flat, and got good hands. I mean, he's got all the measurables, and he's a good football player. You know, Frank Leonard's done a great job developing uh, those guys, and uh, I mean, Jake, you know, Jake Bird is just a you know has had a great. He and Christian Garrison, two veteran guys. I mean, they're really dependable, reliable, explosive players. So, all those guys together, I mean, they they create mismatches. I mean. You talk about, you know, any one of them, but you mentioned Hunter. I mean, that's a mismatch right now. If they a linebacker wants to, you know, match him on vertical routes, I mean, that's a hard ma- that's a hard matchup. I mean, not only is he as fast or faster, but he's 6'5". Wow. You know, so he's yeah, got put some him, Put him on that 6'1 safety. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he can go up and get the ball, you know. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, I, I actually talked to Frank Leonard about this, thinking of 
when you are a tight end heavy scheme, yeah, and you've got the kind of talent you have on this team right now, and uh, certainly putting guys at the next level, you've got to have an advantage in the recruiting when you're going after tight ends. This is that's got to be a great calling card for it. Well, it should be right. I mean, if you're a tight end. I don't know where else you'd rather be than in a program that uses two on every snap and you're involved as deeply in the throw game as you are in the run game and the development to have the ability to have a shot at the next level, this is this is the spot for you. So it's hard to, for anybody to discount that. It's hard for anybody to try to negative recruit that. The facts are they're on the field two and sometimes three on every single snap. So it's kind of like their running back position. You know, we'd like to run the football. I mean, if you, know, if you don't want to be coached by the best running back coach in the country and be in a room with some of the top – players in the country i mean i don't know what you're all about i mean if your dream is to play in the nfl come into a pro style offense and be a running back here that i mean aj did it that's why he's here so i mean it speaks for itself and story yeah (laughs) well said defensively what are your concerns we're young i mean we're athletic um, I think I think we're going to be as we move down the road here. I mean, we've got some as good a group of young defense linemen as maybe we've had, in, ever since, certainly since I've been here. You know, and we had that young class with Zach and Wyatt, and those guys were all together at one time, and that was really a great class. We have another one of those forming right now, but we're young, right? And this is a uh, a pretty weathered conference, and uh, you know it's hard um, uh, when you're young up front. We have veteran linebackers. I mean, our linebackers are outstanding. Um, and then we have two corners that are young, one who played last year and had some great moments and had some tough learning deals, but Brandon's going to be a, a, an elite player. I mean, he and Tate Haynes, those two corners are, I said it today, they're six-foot, 195, 200-pound corners. They can, they're as good as any in the country. They have the size and the speed. Um, and then and so, you know, we've got two safeties that are going to emerge, and, you know, Mike Palmer's had and Meddy have got some playing time here, but, you know, they haven't had a ton of it. So I just think it's, it's, it's a little bit of youth, a little bit of inexperience. Um, and, you know, you're in a conference with some dynamic quarterbacks and some explosive, explosive skill players. So, uh, you know, um, it's a tough place to learn on the job. Now, you, the biggest difference from when I used to play with the plastic bag over my head or whatever you said, a paper bag, um, <laughs> I've noticed is uh, the, the difference in, in the rules now – are geared towards player safety, which is appropriate. Well, you were the poster child for that. They all saw the effects of what happened to you, and they said, listen, whatever we do, we can't end up like Cronin. So they, they revamped all of college football. Set the bar high. They set it high. Changed the helmet structure, how many times you could hit, how many times you could run into a wall, whether it was at practice or at night at, at, at an establishment. But we've changed it all. All good. It's all good. One thing, He's got your resume down. Yeah. I'm not sure where you get all this stuff, but the <laughs> uh, uh, marginally accurate. But the, uh, the the one thing that that I noticed that, that it, I think it'd be really hard to coach, and I'm curious how you're doing it. Tackling, I mean, yeah. tackling is just, I mean, you, uh, it's a very hard thing to simulate. You know what's happening right now in college football, and I think probably in the NFL to an extent. There's not a lot of tackling anymore. You know, there was the day in training camp where. You oh, just tackled, man. You were tackling. You were scrimmaging. And that just doesn't happen as no. much. In fact, they have rules governing how, what percent tackle you can have on a given practice. But really, to tell you the truth, very few programs do a lot of real hardcore tackling, taking people to the ground. And so, you know, that's a huge point for opening day. You know, you kind of play yourself into tackling shape. And 
again, I mean, I'm not here to pick on anything, but you, like Saturday night, there was some um, lapse in tackling, and but I think that's I think we're all susceptible to that right now, because as you know, I mean, you got to do it to be good at it. Yeah. You know, and and what happens, you get used to that fud tackle. And all of a sudden, that's what you trained yourself. And yet in the game, we don't want FUD tackle. I mean, no. we want knock-you-back tackle, decleat-you tackle. You know, and, you know, you're not wrapping and rolling. Now, we do drills, and we tackle dummies and bags, and we do a lot of stuff, but I'm not sure it's ever the same, you know. So you and like, I fight with this. That's, that's what bothers me because I know that, you know, the way we were raised in this thing, you saw guys learned and how to tackle, and now you're like, you know, it's hard for me to even say as a football coach, you know, you're got your fingers crossed, you're going to tackle well. But that's the truth. Yeah. And that, well, then that validates the gang tackling, pursuit of the ball, all that becomes even more important. Right. It sure does. And, you know, it's just, uh, and even the running backs, you know, they're not used to running through tackles because that doesn't happen in practice, really. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's, there, you know, that's, that's a lot of opening game, game one, game two ish kind of stuff right there. And, you know, we're just hoping that we're going to tackle well. Um, and we've drilled it and hope that that will be enough. But, play, you know, we're trying to – college football is about player safety right now, and, and, and this is all in a, in a – uh, which is a good thing. And it's all in an effort to reduce the amount of, you know, amount of hits. We do know you have three really good tacklers, maybe even four with Joe Sparacio, but you have John Lamont, you have Isaiah McDuffie, and you have Max Richardson mm-hmm. as part of your linebacking crew. And I think that's – Stacked up against some of the best in the ACC, if not the best. Yeah, I mean, those guys are talented guys and played a lot of football. And uh, so we're excited about that. You know, a guy that I didn't mention at corner, too, is Elijah Jones. He's another guy out there that's got trem- from New York yep. and uh, tremendous speed and length. He's a six-two and a half. you know, every bit of that guy that got tremendous speed. But, uh, yeah, the linebacker group, we've got some veteran players there, and, 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 and we feel good about it. And you're feeling good about your coordinator, too, Bill Sheridan. What has oh, he yeah. brought to the program? Uh, Bill is a great teacher. Uh, he's got a tremendous background. Obviously, he was a coordinator with the Giants and a coordinator with Tampa Bay, and he's been at every major college program. We were together at Notre Dame. He was uh, at Michigan. He's got a wealth of experience, but he's got a great demeanor with the players. He's tough, uh, but, he's, but he's got a unique capability when he addresses them to be very specific to the point, not a lot of wasted words. And, uh, and and they seem to really uh, lock into him, so I'm I'm, I'm excited about him. Well, the fact that he's coached every position on yeah. the side of the ball, yeah, he is instant credibility. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. uh, he, he can he can roll up his sleeves and jump into a drill, and yeah. the kids really seem to respond to him. Yeah, I know they do because you know his information's accurate, and you know when he speaks, he's speaking off of a wealth of experience. And we got a wealth of experience here at the table at Donahue's Bar and Grill in Watertown on Bigelow Avenue. This is the BC Football Show presented by Bud Light. We're here every Monday night. We thank Bud Light for all their support. They're out in droves here tonight supporting us, and we look forward to having them all season here on the BC Football Show. Coming back, we'll have our McGovern Auto Group keys to the game, BC and Virginia Tech. Eagles on third down, 5 for 13. Brown shotgun, three wides left. Empty backfield, now he airs it out to the right. Throwing in, it's caught by Glides. It's out the five, towards the end zone and in. Touchdown, Boston College. What a throw by Anthony Brown. Unbelievable 40-yard dart. Right in stride, and the Eagles are in the end zone again. This is the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. For more of tonight's show, let's go back to Donahue's with your host, 
John Meter Perel. And don't forget to join the BC Gridiron Club and support the Football Eagles. Benefits include home game tailgates, away game venue bashes, and we mean bashes, and unprecedented team and program access. Sign up today at bcfootballgridiron.com. The Mayor, Paul Criscione, is here. And, guys, I know we all are here with heavy hearts today as we uh, lament the loss of Joe Resty, who tragically passed away this summer. Joe was such a huge part of the BC Gridiron Club, along with Paul Criscione. They were always at every game, and we miss Joe Resty very much. Joe was just an unbelievable guy, good-hearted guy, give a shirt off the back to you kind of guy. Um, um, unbelievable person. Got to know Joe the minute we got here, and just really sad, and we miss him. And uh, sad, sad that he's not here. But he's with us in spirit, but not here. So I know there's a lot of heavy hearts within the Gridiron Club, and uh, he is a good friend. All he is. Figured maybe one or two close games, he might. He might have some influence. Come in and influence yeah. the outcome. Yes, I think he might. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> if he can, he will. He will. Uh-huh. He yes. will. And Definitely. It, it all starts with Virginia Tech, and that's a, uh, a thunderous opener for BC, Coach, as you, you got the Hokies out of the Coastal Division and the ACC. The keys to the game are brought to you by McGovern Auto Group, owned by Matt McGovern, a BC alum. McGovern Auto Group is the fastest-growing auto group in the Boston area. Visit one of their 14 locations or at McGovern Auto Dot com. We thank them for their support, as always. So the Hokies, what do you make of them on offense and I, defense? I want to ask them a quick question. Sure. Because of ACC Network, in great part, getting a lot of big matchups early, it must be fun to have a marquee opponent in the opener. It is. It really is. I mean, it's made the, the, the preseason fun, the offseason fun, and there's a lot of energy and a lot of excitement, and everybody we've got everybody's full attention, and uh, it, it's it is a lot of fun, it really is, yeah. But yeah. they're an offense that, much like your your offense, is explosive. They oh, yeah. a quarterback coming back in Willis, oh, yeah. whose record might not be good as a starter, but he has all the moving parts. Oh no, they got talent on their football team. Justin Fuentes, a heck of a football coach, and they got a great program with a lot of tradition. And uh, nah, they're gonna they're gonna have a great uh, a great team for sure. What's your biggest concern about them offensively in terms of matching up with your defense? Yeah, I mean, I just think that they have some explosive receivers, and you know, their style of offense is one that's going to try to get their their skill players isolated on certain guys. And uh, you know, I think they're explosive, so you know, you worry about that uh, for sure. You know, they're players in space. Yeah, and defensively, what do you make of them? Uh, they're they're got a bunch of returning guys. They were young last year. Bud Foster is one of the premier coordinators in the country. Um, he's gonna. He does an unbelievable job of game planning your formations and your tendencies. Um, and he'll have him in great position. So I think you know, we know you know we're playing. I mean, we're, you know, our, our crossover game against them is against one of the you know the teams that's the elite team in the conference. I mean, you know, and they could very likely be the best team on that side of the division. So um, no, it's 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 a it's a tough game, a tough matchup, and uh, I think the you're gonna ask me about the keys. Yes. I'm going to give you the keys. Go ahead. Okay. You're good, man. Yeah, well, I mean, I just know you're going to say that next, you know, <laughs> especially when you said the Matt, the Matt McGovern keys to, keys to the game. That's pretty good. No flies yeah. on him. No flies. No. That's I mean, a central Connecticut ed- education. Maybe Maybe have, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't make fun of the Blue Devils. I'm not making fun of the Blue Devils. Right. Devils. I, yeah, I, physical education major from central Connecticut. I'm right <laughs> on top of things. Nothing wrong with New Britain, Connecticut. No, there's nothing wrong with it at all. Uh, I met my wife at central Connecticut. That See, was the best thing go. that happened to me there. That's right. She's a Blue Devil, too. 
She doesn't tell anybody, though. You also met Scott Pioli there, right? That's right, Scott Pioli and I, uh, through through Central Connecticut. But I guess I better hurry up and get to the Keys. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Um, here, here are the Keys. I, I really believe this. I think the team that has the fewest penalties wins the turnover battle and plays the best in special teams will win the game. That In opening day, I think that's critically, critically important. Yep. You know, um, and, and that's what we've been talking about with our players. Um, you know, really harping on the turnover battle, both sides, uh, the penalties, and the special teams. You know, we're going we're gonna to be on the attack in the special teams, and, and I know they will be too. So we get, let's, let's see how those battles work out. And we haven't mentioned the new kicker in your program. Right. Aaron Boomeri, whose n- yeah. name is Boomer. Pete, you can call him Boom A. I, I will. You, I know you're coming up for that one. I will. Yes, yeah. no doubt. But he's got a great resume coming out of Temple. Yeah. Uh, he gets the ball up quick. He's got range, and uh, he's got experience. Um, so I think that'll that'll help us right now. We've got some good young guys in the program, too. Uh, you know, and, and, and Danny Longman and, and John Tessitore. Um, and they're in development, and they're going to be good, fine players. And then our punter, you know, um, we just really feel like, you know he's a veteran punter right now, and uh, he's been through the been through the storms. So uh, we feel good about our special team. Who is going to replace Michael Walker, who led the conference in all-purpose yardage? Well, I mean, I think this. You know, right now you got Travis Levy, you got Kobe White, and you got uh, uh, Zay Flowers. Right. You know, Zay is a, an electric guy, so we're going to give him a chance to make his way in, into that arena. But we'll probably be starting out on those punt returns with uh, Travis Levy. Excellent. And what's the mantra for you? Are you the type of coach that, you know, opening day, do you have a special speech thought of? Do you think of it on a Sunday, on a Monday, or does it just come to you? Are you off the cuff? Cuff. I mean, just, you know, however I feel as as the week goes on and the things that, uh, you know. I mean, I'm lucky. I get to uh, wait until Father Jack's, you know, he talks to the team at Mass. <laughs> and his homily is as good a pregame speech as I could ever dream of giving. So I just kind of follow his lead. You know? He's unbelievable. <laughs> I, mean, so much. I, I never, I never seen anybody like him before. Like he can, he can, he knows. Like I don't speak to him about this. I don't say, "Hey, Father Jack, this is what happened in practice this week." Or, "Hey, it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of eerie." You know what I mean? Well, he's got some connections. He has a few connections. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, no doubt about it. And and so his knack for being spot on with our team just blows me away. It blows the team away. And usually I'll piggyback that in my pregame speech. So I follow the priest. Good way to go. Yeah, Pete. Maybe you should pick some of those ideas up for our uh, keys to the game Jack, for Pete Cronin. What do you think Jack gets his ideas? <laughs> of course. Do we have to censor those, though, before? No, Jack's pretty good about censoring <laughs> Or maybe not. <laughs> well, Coach, one thing we know for certain, it's going to be a fun season. Yeah, we it's look forward be, yeah. to a lot of explosive yeah. football on both sides of the ball, and best of luck yeah, for thanks. the Boston College Eagles in 2019. Yeah, appreciate it, man. We're fired up, ready to go, and, and can't wait for Saturday. And we can't wait either. Pete Crone and I will be there along with Scott Mutrin on the sideline on the Learfield IMG College Network. Very special thanks tonight to those who made it possible, including our producer Anthony Pepe, Jason Baum from the BC Sports Information Department, Mike Wynn, a cast of thousands. Bud Light, thank you for your support here at Bigelow's, or excuse me, here at Donahue's on Bigelow Ave in Watertown. I'll get it right. Don't worry, J.D. I'll get it right. I'll get it right. Don't. That's what they taught me in Ithaca. Always get the sponsor right. You don't, want, you don't want to insult the sponsor. No, exactly. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't insult Bigelow's? the sponsor. I was thinking of Bigelow I mean, Avenue. You should see Pete. He, I mean, he's angry right now over here. 
Yeah. Well, you might as well say just come to Cronin's house. It's, it's okay. right in the area. We're, we're neighbors. Now, this is an awesome spot. This is a this great, great spot. spot. Yeah. It is. I would agree. It's yeah. a, it's a tremendous agree. spot, and we look forward to more here on Mondays from Donahue's in Watertown. For Pete Cronin and Steve Adazio, I'm John Mita Perel. We'll catch you Saturday for the season over, the Eagles and Virginia Tech. Good night, everybody. invented a new messaging system using the crisp sounds of Bud Light. Crisp Code, Football Edition. This is how you say, game tonight. Bring Bud Light. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.